All right. All right. This is another episode of Last Night's Pizza featuring my special guest, my mentor of 12 years now, uh, Hall of 2022 Baseball Hall of Famer, first Black sports journalist for the Detroit Free Press in 1993, Hall of Famer for Martin Van Buren High School, Rob Parker. He is a, a commentator and host of The Odd Couple. He runs mlbro.com, contributes to Deadspin. Uh, and I can just go on and on, man, but I know you probably want me to shut up and <laughs> let you get your uh, piece in. So welcome. Thank you, Rob, for uh, being on my uh, podcast today. Thanks, Brandon. I appreciate you, man. You know that. Always in your corner. Yes. And happy to see what you're doing and uh, continue success. Yes, sir. I appreciate it, man. I, I just watch you and uh, I'm always like, all right, Rob's doing this, man. I got to I got to get up. Got to get to L.A. with Rob. So, uh, yeah. So how's it going, man? How are you feeling this Sunday? Things are uh, real good. Just busy, busy getting ready for MLBbro.com. You know, my website, baseball website is uh, gearing up for the start of the 2023 season. So we're really excited. So I'm I'm excited. You know, NFL season's over. Basketball is still underway, but, uh, you know, I always have a soft spot for baseball. So I'm looking forward to it. The spring training games have started, so I'm excited. Right, right. Now, um, my brother knows a lot more about baseball than I do, but, of course, we all know you have the soft spot for baseball. It's one of your first loves. Um, what do you predict for this season? What are you uh, expecting? What are you hoping for? Um, I think I picked this last year. It didn't work out, but I think I like it again this year. Okay. Uh, I like the Yankees and the Padres in the World Series. The Padres okay. are loaded. We found out today that uh, they're trying the final pieces, finalizing deal to uh, extend Manny Machado, eleven years, three hundred and fifty million dollar extension. He's he was going to opt out of his contract at the end of the year. Instead, it looks like the Padres are getting this knocked out you know, and not waiting for somebody to come swoop him up. He had a great year last year, finished second in the MVP voting in the National League. Okay. he's And they got stars up and down that lineup. I like the Yankees. Of course, last year they were in the ALCS. They lost to the Astros. They added pitching in the offseason. So we'll see. I like those two teams, but we'll see. It, it looks like it's going to be an exciting season. That sounds good, man. I, I'm looking forward to it. I'll probably uh, peek in because – basketball has been boring me um the, the all-star game i heard was terrible i, I didn't even watch it I, it was the worst all-star game not only was it just uncompetitive and and disheartening it was the worst rated all-star game ever and that speaks yeah. volumes that fans turned it off or just wasn't interested and it looks like the nba all-star game is going in the way of the pro bowl in the nfl i mean this past year they played touch football can you imagine as they're all-star game or whatever quote unquote and now we're at this peak and then I can't remember who the player it was but he said something like well if they offer more money maybe the players will play harder they make a gazillion dollars you shouldn't have to offer people money as an incentive to play a basketball game no one's saying go hard or jump in the stands or get injured but to play a competitive basketball game I know they play pick up competitive basketball in the offseason can you at least play that for an all-star game? It is disheartening. It really is. To be honest, I don't know who the dunk contest uh, winner is. I haven't paid attention since that just became a sideshow for 
um, you know, some type of sensationalized uh, end result with who won or Aaron Gordon got screwed for a fourth time or whatever happens next. Um, the the All-Star game I haven't watched in years. I just, I found it boring. It's, again, it's not competitive. Uh, it's, it's like buddy-buddy and let's shoot a bunch of threes and maybe the fourth quarter will get serious depending on how close we are. And, and you know what? You're right. And that's what it has been the last few years. But even this past year, they didn't even get serious for the fourth quarter. It, it was embarrassing. I talked to plenty on the odd couple. Chris and I talked to plenty former players and, you know, callers into our show and most bat people who love basketball. Chris Broussard loves basketball. I've been covering this league since 1987. You hear me? 1987. Right. I used to fly on commercial flights with the NBA before they had private planes. When they used right. to fly commercial and they would be sitting in coach sitting right next to me as we flew from, you know, New York to uh, Milwaukee on a plane. I mean, so I go way back with this league and I'm yeah. just stunned at where it's headed and how much the, the players don't understand what it means to the fans selling the game, having some sort of competitive spirit. It's just, it's awful. It's awful. Yeah. And that's kind of a, another point I wanted to touch on is just, the 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 temperament of the players uh in this modern league is probably the biggest hindrance to the game and to their own legacies you know Kyrie Irving uh he I don't know if he's ever played a full season definitely not in the last six or seven seasons but he's always in the news more for his uh off the court you know exploits than anything he's done on the court I've not seen Kyrie put somebody in a mixer and a highlight for in maybe like five years at least, you know, but Kyrie, he just basically talked his way out of New York where, you know, he made a big, uh, uh, it was just drama the entire time. And, you know, they ended up getting KD out of there too, but, you know, they had a big three with three guys who two have rings. Uh, Before Kyrie got hurt, the Nets had won 18 out of 21. You remember it looked like, yeah. okay, finally, you know, and, and then KD got hurt. And then Kyrie got named to the All-Star game. So he thought, well, I'm redeemed. You know, like I got voted to the All-Star team. So I want my money. I don't, you know, and the Nets balk. And I don't blame them. You just said it. You can't rely on him. The Nets wanted him to play the year out and then figure out something. But just to give, if you, if you can't count on a guy who's playing for a contract, how are you going to count on a guy once you pay him? And I think that's what they were afraid of. I mean, so, you know, you didn't, you didn't see Dallas sign him right away when they when they traded for him because they want to wait and see. And I also think that's a smart move on Mark Cuban's, uh, you know, on Mark Cuban's part, because I think it's high risk, but well, low risk and still high reward. Kyrie can still produce. We know he can play the game, but his off court exploits just don't make him somebody you want to buy into long term. Right. You, know, so you can't Cuban, make a commitment because you don't know if he's committed to you and your organization. And you just said it. He's blown up so many places that um, people would be afraid uh, to just make a commitment to Kyrie at this point. Yeah, I mean, and again, he's he's great. He's an artist on the court, but the guy has no PR chops. You know, he says whatever because he wants to prove he's smarter than whoever or he's, you know, whatever he's trying to make a point for. And then he does. He has no leadership skills. He doesn't take accountability. You know, he walks out on teams all the time. With Boston, he forced Cleveland to trade him because he didn't want to be LeBron's second. Uh, 
He went to Boston and blew up on that young team and look where they are now and look where he is. Right. No, I mean, the track record is bad. And uh, he's had a, a history of injuries, a history of off the field, off the court kind of stuff. It's been bad. That's why he didn't make the top 75. There's no doubt. It's not over his talent. It's the other stuff. He should have been on the top 75 list. Damian Lillard over him. He's had, one, I mean, seriously. He has way Kyrie more. has one of the greatest shots in NBA history, that three to beat the Warriors coming back from a three to one deficit. I mean, that he alone. Deserves, he deserves the finals MVP for that. I believe he won Cleveland that championship. That's not right. to knock LeBron. It's not even to hate on LeBron because LeBron is a whole different com uh, conversation. But I believe Kyrie should have got that finals MVP for hitting that shot. Well, he doesn't huge. hit that shot. That's the Warriors have five rings. Yep, that was a huge shot in that moment and circumstance. It was. Yeah, so, I mean, at the end of the day, Kyrie is in the way of Kyrie's legacy. And I think that's the the knock against pretty much any of these young GOAT players that want to know, I won one, so I'm, I'm the best ever. And that's not how it works. You know, you can't be a, a, a drama king or whatever and, you know, making every issue an issue. Like, play the game and you know win something this right there's reasons to stand up and say something and and be out there but you can't fight every battle nobody can live that life i mean there's just so much everything can't be an issue there are things that are bigger that are worth fighting for and other things that just aren't worth it that you need to let go so i think he that's something that he hasn't gotten and maybe yeah. he's trying to find himself as a person i'm, I'm not against any of that stuff but I am, I, you're getting paid to be a basketball player. If you don't want to be a basketball player and you want to do other things that are bigger in the world, I would respect that. But you can't have one foot in basketball and not be committed and expected to get paid. I just don't, I don't, I don't understand people who think people are going to blindly give you $40 million a year and, and they can't count on you. And that's the thing with Kyrie is that, you know, I, it's not even that he's really ever truly wrong to me. It's just how he says it and who he says it's about. And it's just, you know, Kyrie, pick and choose your battles, man. Like, you, you're you getting paid this money, you know, to to play the game, and you're off the court because you you want to hold out for um, some purpose or some uh, uh, to make a, a stand against, you know, uh, the government, you know, a virus, whatever. You know, that's fine, Kyrie, but either play the game or be an activist full-time. And I, I think he, he just has his uh, – his eggs in too many different baskets. No doubt. Yeah. Um, as far as the MVP race, who are you liking? Because, I mean, Joker's my guy. Um, he's he's going to win, and I'm going to tell you why. He's won the last two. His analytical numbers, he's averaging triple-double, are better than they were the last two years when he won it. All these younger writers who vote, who are so heavy in the analytics, they can't go against what they've already created. If, if you voted for him last year and his PER and his uh, analytic numbers are better, how in the world could you not vote for him this year? It, won't, it doesn't make any logical sense if he's better this year. And that's the so, thing. I just looked at the, the numbers. He's at the top of the race prior to the All-Star game. They just came back from the All-Star break. But his met, the metrics he's... Almost, I believe, last time I looked, he was better than peak LeBron. And that was last year when he won it. So, I mean, his numbers are better this year. You know, he's a walking triple-double. 
He's one of the most out of shape players I've ever seen who doesn't need to be athletic because of his, his basketball IQ is just off the charts. Everything he does has a purpose. Right. Just, so I, I love well, Joe. Yeah. I, I just think there's a lot of people who don't like it. They think it's going to be a, it's going to be a mockery because he hasn't won a fight. He hasn't been to the NBA finals or he hasn't won one. And there's only been a handful of players in the NBA who have done it. And they all won championships to win three in a row. So they're looking at it and they're saying, it's good. He's compiling numbers, but his team's not winning. And I, I don't think it's fair. I think, I think you have to figure out because what if he wins it this year? You know, like after the voting, say he has a great year, finishes his year up. He has a great year. He doesn't mean he can win it this year with Denver. They got a good team. Right. Um, and then, and then that would answer that question, or maybe he wins it again and then they win next year, which would still validate him as a player. I, I'm not all into the analytics. I think there's an eye test. I think there's eyeball there's, test for sure. Yeah. And, and also who you're playing and your team. And, you know, like if you have Shaq and Kobe on your team, a lot of times they didn't win a lot of MVPs because they X out each other. Do you right. know what I mean? Like, they split the vote if you're voting for, you know, the Lakers and what they're doing. You go, some people are voting Shaq, some people are voting Kobe. So neither one of them wind up getting enough support. Right. In this case, uh, obviously Den Denver's healthy and got all their pieces back and playing well, but he's playing better. And I just don't see how the writers, I don't vote for MVP in the NBA. You know, I'm a baseball Hall of Fame voter, right. Right. but I don't see how the writers are going to go back on what they have made as their you know reason for voting people and and their their uh qualifications and their requirements and if it's to be at the top of the analytics analytical charts and he was the last two years and he is this year an average triple double how do you not vote for him so i think he's going to win it yeah i mean i love joker he's my guy when i uh log on to FanDuel because he uh kind of helps my pockets but Long story short, Joker's just a great player all around. I mean, he's what seven one, over seven feet, two eighty, rebounds, passes, and scores at all levels. He's a, a valuable asset, and he has all the pieces back on the team. They're, I believe, still the top team in the West. Um, last I checked. Right. I mean, how could you deny him? I mean, I mean, Steph won. You know, unanimously. What was it? One or or, or two out of the uh, three. Uh, was it two years in a row he won unanimously? I think no, he only won it one time unanimous. Yeah, unanimously he won one time. But I mean, you know, everyone's complaining voter fatigue. Oh, Steph didn't win three in a row. LeBron didn't win three in a row. And I, I mean, I think Joker's game and what Denver is doing uh, speaks for itself overall. So Joker's my pick. I mean, I hate to say it because JoJo, uh, Joel Embiid is one of my favorite players too. Well, Joel Embiid's playing great and, and, uh, Giannis, but now Giannis has been nicked up and injured. He keeps getting injured. So I think that's going to take him out of the race. There's only like 20 games left and he's going to yeah. miss some time. So I think that that hurts his case. He's been playing really well. Uh, so I just, I just don't know, you know, I hear voter fatigue, but Barry Bonds won seven MVPs in the national league when he played. Why? Cause he was the greatest player at that time. I mean, yeah. I, I, like I hear people say, oh, I don't want to vote for him again. If he's the best, why would you not vote for him? So that yeah. argument is kind of lame to me. I can vote for somebody else because you're tired of voting for him. And then people will say, well, what year didn't Michael Jordan win the MVP? As good as he was, right. he, you know, led the league in scoring 10 years in a row, but he didn't win all 10. 
because there were other players who played really well and excelled and and lifted their teams. If there was somebody like a Giannis or um, an Embiid, uh, you know, then they should be voted for if they have that effect. But if Denver, the top seed in the West, and him and Joker averaging a triple double, and having all the analytical numbers, I don't I don't know how how you're going to look at that and not think he's the MVP. I mean, and to your point, I mean, I know people make a lot of different stories about Michael Jordan and his legacy now, but I mean, context matters. You know, Michael Jordan retired. He won three in a row. He got, he has what, five MVPs, if I remember correctly. He came back, won another three in a row and retired. You know, he was the best player during those years when he won. Carl Malone won 98, I believe, uh, the MVP award in 98. Um, Charles Barkley won one, yeah. Yeah, was that 94 or 97? I can't remember, yeah, but he won, he won one. Yeah, but, but, but he had elevated Phoenix, and that's why people looked at You know, Carl Malone and John Stockton, Carl Malone's other personal issues aside, what they did in Utah was, you know. They did everything except for win a championship. I mean, yeah, that, they, that, they, yeah. they, they ran into Michael Jordan too many times. Let's just put it that way. But um, as far as Joker, I mean, the guy, he, he's – the numbers speak for themselves. And I'm not even always a box score, box uh, uh, stat, statistician guy. I, I really only just started really caring about efficiency very recently. But eyeball test says a lot, you know. Um, and, I, and I'll use Donovan Mitchell as an example. He's probably one of the most fraudulent stars I've ever seen in, in my life. I just, I can't Explain buy Explain that. Him. Why is that? Tell me. I'm interested I can't, in that. I can't buy into him ever carrying a team to a championship. I think he peaked way too early and what he is now is what he's always going to be i don't think he's adding anything to his game i don't think he's adding anything to a team um he using denver as an example when they were playing in the bubble he and jamal murray went you know basket for basket pretty much and i think one game he scored what 59 or 61 or something and they still lost the series and he's done that multiple times where he just scores and scores and always the Donovan Mitchell show, the spiders going off. And then, oh, Utah got walked out of the playoffs again. You know, so I, I just, you know. And you know what? A lot of people thought Cleveland would be even better this year with him. Um, and I don't know. Are they are they much different? I don't think they're different. I mean, they're not, still not, not not as much as you would have thought. They're still right? in the middle of the uh, in the middle of the conference. They're like number four in the uh, in the Eastern Conference right now. If I remember correctly, I got I got to look again, but I think know. the Nets were four. They four or five. Uh, the Nets now, obviously, they 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 were able to build up some um, stuff with KD and Kyrie. Yeah. Uh, but the last time I saw, um, they might be four now. But uh, where were they last year? Um, I mean, were they five or six? Uh, uh, let me just double check this really quickly because I I know I'm not. Uh, playing Cleveland in FanDuel ever again. Uh, and if you all hear that shaking, that is ghosty. Um, probably demanding a little more attention. Let's see here. Yeah, Cleveland is five and four now, and the Nets are five. They're yeah. 38 and uh, 25. I mean, the Nets have the same amount of losses, but they have four more wins, which is strange. Yeah. If they play four more games, that's crazy. Yeah. I. And that's the thing. I mean, they're still middle of the pack. Uh, he didn't move the needle, you know, so right. I just don't see, you know, what he really adds to a team, you know, that that's going to get a team over the hump. 
and you know, I'm just I'm not a fan of Spider. I mean, I mean, there are other fraudulent stars I can go on about, but when I just look at somebody who just fills the stat sheet and that's literally it, like not the win column. I just don't think Spider really, you know, he. I don't think he's that winning player. You know, there's gonna really be a decision, a decisive factor in a, in a team's championship quest. Um, and the Nuggets are the top seed, uh, five game lead over the Grizzlies for the top spot. I mean, five game lead with twenty or so to go is a good. They've seven and three in their last ten, so they're they're they in a good healthy. spot. They stay healthy and keep playing that game. Uh, will be the number one seed, uh, absolutely. Home court advantage uh, in the Western Conference for sure. Uh, I, I think Tatum and uh, company have fallen off. Are they still uh, number one in the East? Or oh yeah, no, they're number one. Even though the Bucks have won ten in a row, so yeah, yeah they're Bucks still number one. Ten in a row, yeah. But Giannis is injured, but they're still playing. You know, uh, great basketball. So, I mean, the league's somewhat more exciting, but I just. It's not the the a repeat of the finals for you know the last four years in a row like we had from what fifteen to uh, eighteen or something uh, with Cleveland and and uh, the Warriors. Now, I love the Warriors, but without Steph, they're just they're a, a lottery team. Yeah, they can't even they don't play, and and they can't win on the road. Like they are just like you can't be a championship caliber team if you can't get road wins can't just expect to win all your home games and never have to win on the road. And when they go on the road, they're even worse. And of course not having Steph and we'll see how that plays out, but they don't look like the same. That whole incident with Draymond Green and Jordan Poole just doesn't seem like it fractured the team. It hurt the team. There's some guys on there who probably don't have the same respect for Draymond Green. Uh, And they might not say it publicly, but you know what I mean? It's just to feel like, and I, I don't want to. I don't want to f with you anymore. You know that kind of thing. I think Draymond damaged his stock, which also hurt the Warriors' chances of moving him if they ever, if they were ever thinking about it, because he he's too mercurial. Um, he goes off, you know, you know, on on the slightest uh, uh, issue or provocation, and then you got uh, guys like Jordan Poole who are on the you know on the rise and a part of the future where is Draymond's just a cog in the wheel. I mean, he doesn't. I don't think Draymond really, and he's great, but I think he just fits in that system. Let me put it that way. I think he fits in the Warrior system. I don't think he uh, he really would benefit another team without uh, the pieces that they have in uh, Golden State or the Bay Area. No, 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 no doubt. Um, it's going to be interesting just moving forward, and uh, you know, right? This is it for Draymond, correct? His contract. I believe and, his contract is up. Uh, it's a few guys who whose contracts are coming. Yeah, uh, but coming. it doesn't seem like like they could have given him an extension if they wanted to keep him around. So you get to feel like this is this might be the swan song for Draymond, and uh, it'll be interesting just to see how this all plays out. But again, injuries are a big part of the NBA. That's the part that you know makes me kind of uh, like it just I just can't understand how none of these guys can stay healthy for a complete season. Guys get injured way too much. There's too much load management. Uh, what they do to fans is disrespectful. Uh, you know, being healthy and not playing, and people are paying four hundred dollars for tickets. It's just it's not fair. Yeah. Or, or when Draymond and the Warriors came to Detroit, here's a perfect example. And they sat like the whole team. Steph didn't. They come to Detroit one time a year. 
Right. So all the people in Detroit are basketball fans or, or you know, like, like the Warriors or want to see Steph Curry in person. They go, they pay their money, they get to the game. Steph's not playing. Draymond's not playing. I don't even know if Clay Thompson played that day. Do you remember? I, I, I can't remember. I mean, but Clay, I know those two guys didn't off, play. He often has to have low management because of the, the Achilles and the uh, knee injury. So, or was it two Achilles injuries? He has a lot of low management because of his injuries from – 19 but 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 it's just not fair to people who yeah, pay I mean, their money to go see these guys play and i just remember even michael jordan and i hate to make everything from michael jordan but i mean he's the golden I mean, michael jordan played all 82 games his last season like like he always said and this quote was you know you know why do you play all the time he said because somebody somebody paid money and it might be the only time they ever got a chance to see me play live yeah. I don't know why people don't think that that means something to somebody. We all watch TV, watch games, but we also want to see people live at, at the arena. Yeah. It's like a Broadway show. Yeah. I don't want to see the understudy. I want to see the, the, the main person who has that role. That's what I paid for. Most definitely. Most definitely. And yeah, I mean, I, I remember watching Kobe his last season, you know, in the NBA and he didn't, I think he walked out in the fourth quarter because of, you know, his injuries or something, but I still got to see Kobe in person. And that, you know, meant a lot to me with him being, you know, my favorite player uh, over the last, what, 15 years of his career. I was a diehard Laker fan from, you know, the, the first three-peat up until very recently. Um, but, you know, Kobe was my guy and uh, I loved watching him. I loved his his passion for the game. His, his basketball IQ was off the charts and uh, just the legacy he left. But, it, it meant it meant more for me that he he stepped onto the court, you know, for any point of time. I have a picture of my center court uh, at the palace, you know, when he when he played, and um, that that meant more to me than if I pay for. I think I paid for a ticket to go see uh, Cleveland a few years later, and LeBron sat off the game uh, for low management. And again, that's not just to knock LeBron. I think LeBron is just a talking point because the media has forced him down our throats so much. But um, you know. Me paying to go see Kobe in his last game in the Palace, you know, in his last season, his, his farewell season, versus going to see just a Cleveland game because, you know, we bought tickets to go see it and LeBron sitting uh, on the sidelines, because not even injured, he's just on the sidelines. You know, so um, low management, I mean, for better or worse, I don't think it's helping. They probably need to restructure the season just in general, just either cut the games down or something because they gotta got to figure it out but but my only problem is if they cut the games down they'll still come up with reasons not to want to play for back-to-backs or whatever it is and it's just it's just i don't understand this 365 days for a year and you can't play basketball 82 games i mean i, I i'm sorry i, yeah, I, I mean, don't understand. i don't think they have too many back-to-back games like that anyway they've already done that right they've, yeah, they've so. limited it but i'm saying like they'll still come up with an excuse not to play yeah, I just don't get that. Right, and Those guys I, are in their twenties. They're young guys. They're young, you can't. Yeah. What are you like? You're not 45 years old. You're not Tom Brady trying to play football. Tom he's Brady doesn't miss four games because he's 45. He has to play all 17. Yeah, and the thing is, I mean, Cade. I, I, I love Cade. I was super hyped when we drafted him, but he hasn't even played, you know, a full season since we got him. He's been injured more than he's been on the court, which I hope is not an indicator of his career in Detroit, but. You know, we need guys to to stay healthy, get healthy, focus on being on the court to produce, to to bring results and to, you know, make the fans happy because we pay to see you, you know. Um, 
And even if we don't pay to see it, if we're just covering it like, you know, you and I, we do it because we enjoy the game. You know, so I, I don't want to watch a, another Piston season where half the team, you know, half the young stars are injured, Cade's injured uh, with, you know, whatever. And I honestly think he just put on too much weight too soon and didn't recover that shin injury. But, uh, you know, even, you know, Draymond and Steph and, you know, uh, uh, Russell Westbrook, Kyrie's, you know, low management is hurting the game, especially when, you know, we're shelling out money to see you play and not, you know, the uh, the, the second string team on the, uh, on the uh, court. No doubt. It's something that they will do address in the CBA. You know, the league and the players are going to sign a new collective bargaining agreement this offseason, and we'll see. Yeah. But something has to give because they also have to answer to the networks that pay millions of dollars for these games. And a lot of times, if I'm TNT, I would be pissed. A big game set up, and then the two big stars aren't playing. I would, I would be like, what am I paying for? Yeah, I mean, it's like Showtime boxing, but without the, the actual main eventer in the ring. But, you know, I also think they have the sponsorships now on the jerseys and everything. So they, there's a lot of accountability that they have to take um, in this offseason to work it out to appease or at least make most of the people happy. Yes, sir. All right, Rob. Thank you, as always. For your continued support. Brandon, you know, you know, man, from from when we first met to where you are now, and uh, you know, I'm always gonna be here in your corner, always gonna support you, anything you do, and uh, uh you know you can count on me for sure. And I appreciate you even inviting me and having me on your podcast. We'll do it again. Yes, sir. Uh, I got down the road. You, I gotta get you to talk to my brother about baseball, man. Uh if you can spare two hours, because that he loves baseball. He will. Okay, so so look, when I come to Detroit this summer, I'll get tickets and we'll all go. And your brother could sit next to me and we'll rap and we'll spend some quality time at Comerica Park. There's nothing that's the best quality time you can spend in life is to go to a ballpark and spend three hours with people and you're able to talk to them. Yeah. Nowhere else in this world right now do you get three hours of people's time. Am I right? No, nope. nobody gives you three three hours. You That's gotta, the beauty of for three hours from people now. Exactly. You know? I mean, and, but he's in New York. He's in uh, he's in NYC. So okay, so then in New York, then I'll, I'll meet him when I'm there. You'll set it up with me. All right. Well, let's set that up. I'm going to text him. Uh, he's going to be happy to hear this. But yeah, yep. and tell him about MLBBro.com and for all your listeners and subscribers, man, check it out. It's a great site. We only cover black and brown major leaguers. This is our third season coming up and uh, very proud of this site. Very proud of the staff. I have a staff of 58 people covering major league baseball. It's awesome. Yes, sir. Uh, I was so happy when you sent me that text with the, just the, the, the logo. And I'm like, all right, Rob's on to something else. Now, like I got to get back to the podcast. I got to do something. Man. I just got to keep working. Uh, and I, I just kind of found what works for me, man. I, I like talking about sports, but I also like talking to people about sports or just, common interest because we get to bounce ideas off each other and uh it just kind of helps me relax and like you said like you can go to a ball game watch out for fly balls and everything and you know just enjoy the game uh you know talk to your people and no doubt and enjoy the company uh because remember life is about people not things and a lot of people don't get that so relationships you build friendships you build spending time with people I, i love to to go out and eat and have conversations with people more than anything. If you ever check my IG, you know, and every time I come to Detroit, we go 
and mm-hmm. grab a bite. I want to I want to hear what you're saying. I want to hear what your life is about, your dreams, your aspirations, your hopes. I mean, those are the things I get off on just listening to people and seeing people excel and continue to move on in life. That's what life is about. Yeah, it's definitely a quality thing for me. I mean, if I got a handful of, uh, of people that I know I can turn to and just, hey, let's meet up at, uh, you know, some uh, standby or something, you know, downtown or just grab a drink or something. Or Moots Pizzeria, I love Moots, man. Especially during the summer, uh, you know, if you go from a ball game to Moots or you go to Moots to a ball game, I mean, it's just, a, it's a vibe, man. And, you know, when you get quality people, that's what really matters uh, more to me than how many people are there uh, when you're winning versus the people that are just checking on you from day to day. No doubt. No doubt. You got it right, man. I appreciate you again. Thanks for having me. No problem, man. Anytime. And I will set up that ball game. Uh, we can go from New York to Detroit, Detroit to New York, whichever you want to do, man. Uh, I got to get out to uh, LA at some point uh, and watch the Dodgers game. And uh, Hit me up. Hit me up. Fair. It's a great right. place to watch a game and the weather, you know, in Southern California, not this past week, we've been deluged with rain. Like, like I'm ready to build a, an ark. It's been raining so much out here, but um, it's beautiful out here. So definitely. Nice. All right, Brandon, I appreciate you. All right, Rob, take it easy. Thank you. Enjoy your Sunday.